Hi, everyone. Welcome back from the lobby with Jack O'Donnell, a podcast that takes you on the inside track of state and federal politics with Jack, managing partner of O'Donnell and Associates, a top New York public affairs firm that's helping political candidates run winning campaigns all across the state. I'm Joanna Passeri, Director of Communications at O'Donnell and Associates. In 2024, New York State looks to be the battleground that will decide control of the United States House of Representatives. The House Majority PAC and the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee are targeting seven congressional districts throughout New York State, including congressional districts on Long Island, the Hudson Valley, and a congressional district in the Syracuse-Utica area. We continue our focus on the 2024 congressional elections with Alec Lewis, Vice President and Director of Campaigns at O'Donnell and Associates. Alec has a special guest, Jim Gorin, former New York State Senator for the 5th District on the North Shore of Long Island, who represented portions of Nassau and Suffolk counties. Jim is now running for Congress in New York's first congressional district, and that includes parts of Suffolk County. And they are talking about Jim's campaign and how he plans to bring his proven leadership to Congress. Hi, Alec and Jim, and welcome to the podcast. How are you? Thanks for having me. We're great, Jim, and it's awesome to have you on the podcast. It was an absolute pleasure having the opportunity to work with you both in a government capacity in the state Senate, as well as with you on the campaign trail. For our listeners, you are a lifelong Long Islander who was raised in Huntington before attending Stony Brook and Hofstra Law School. 26, you were the youngest person ever elected to the Huntington Town Board, where you worked to tackle corruption and protect the environment. In the county legislature, you also led the fight to pass water protection and government reform bills. You now live in Northport with your wife, Carol, where you raised your two kids, and you certainly have a Long Island story. So what did those early formative years working in local government teach you about the community that you love? Well, thanks, Alec and Joanna. And Alec, it's great to catch up with you again. I'm uh, glad you are doing so well. You know, I was elected to uh, my town board in Huntington when I was 26 years old. And um, apparently I was the youngest person ever in the history of of the town. It's a pretty big town. It's, you know, a little bit under a quarter of a million people. And uh, it was uh, quite a learning curve back then when I started out. But... uh, you know, we uh, we did a lot of things. Uh, I worked in a situation where I walked into town hall and we weren't even recycling garbage around the town. So that was one of the first bills I, I passed. And then we, there were ethical issues uh, uh, all over the place in the prior administration. So I passed, you know, one of the first uh, ethics laws, full financial disclosure uh, for any municipality in the state. And then I went on to the county legislature where I got, got involved in a lot of uh, similar but different issues, uh, especially a lot of environmental issues. So I think my experience in local government, even though it was when I was much younger, really prepared me well for when I uh, later in life uh, ended up in, in the New York State Senate. Well, let's talk about the New York State Senate, because in 2018, you famously knocked on over 10,000 doors where you defied the odds, defeating a longtime Republican incumbent to help the Democrats take a historic Senate majority. Now, you're now running for Congress to build a safer and better future for Long Island. And I know your congressional campaign is focused on protecting Long Island's environment, restoring local tax deductions, 
passing common sense gun safety laws and securing women's reproductive rights. So when you look back at your four years in the state Senate, Jim, what do you view as your proudest achievements and how are you prepared to deliver in Washington for Long Island? Well, I think you just rattled off a few of them, Alec. I believe that that's what makes me uniquely qualified as a candidate in this race, because when I get to Washington, hopefully, I'm going to try to see if we can implement what we did in New York uh, in many of those areas. First of all, codifying Roe v. Wade. When we did it in the state legislature, we were criticized. We were told it was a stunt. It was just a political ploy. It had no meaning. Well, myself and many of my colleagues realized that President Trump was serious about appointing Supreme Court justices who was going to overturn Roe v. Wade. So we wanted to make sure that that law was in place in the event uh, that that happened, which uh, sadly it did. So now we have to codify Roe v. Wade down in, in Washington and make it the law of the land for the country. Because if we don't, New Yorkers' rights, women's rights, their reproductive rights, could be lost if there's some future president or Congress uh, who doesn't believe in allowing a woman to maintain her own reproductive rights. Similar with gun issues. Uh, you know, you talked about when I knocked on uh, 10,000 doors and I actually did. It may sound kind of crazy, but if you do the math, you started in May and you do 57 doors and average a day, you get there. And I would often see people who had uh, NRA stickers on their doors or on their car. And with the vast majority of them, I would talk to them. And uh, I made it clear, as I do today, that nobody's looking to take away anybody's ability to protect themselves. Nobody's looking to take away anybody's uh, right to, to hunt and enjoy if that's something that they want to do. But what we are looking to do is pass some reasonable laws like we did in New York to make sure that we're safe. And almost every one of the NRA members I spoke to agreed, we need a red flag law. We passed it in New York, we can now do it in Washington so that you can do something about mental health and people who shouldn't have a gun and have a process, a due process to, to even on a temporary basis, take the gun away from them. We don't need weapons of war. We need an assault rifle ban once again in, in, in this country. You know, I was struck when uh, uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein passed away and everybody was talking about how in 19, uh, early 1990s, she passed uh, the assault rifles ban. And it was the law to land for years. And it's been gone for years. So we need to do that uh, in, in Washington as well. And. You know, and I'm looking forward to getting involved in a lot of other issues, uh, economic as well as uh, environmental, and some of the you know major problems we are facing in foreign policy today. Now, you are currently facing some uncertainty with your own campaign, as is uh, other congressional candidates across New York, because after deciding not to seek re-election in 2022, in part due to district lines that changed significantly, you're now faced with that process again, given the current uncertainty on congressional lines, as those maps go through the process of being litigated in court. You've been through this process before. So what's your current approach to navigating the process? Well, you know, there really isn't anything I can do about that. Uh, that's going to be up to the Independent Redistricting Commission, as well as the state legislature, uh, assuming the Court of Appeals uh, does uh, 
order that the, the maps get redrawn, which I think they will because it, it, it makes sense. My attitude is the district I am running in now, it is very competitive. Uh, it is one that I can win. But uh, if you look at the way the court and the special master drew the lines, particularly for Suffolk County, they actually made mistakes that violated uh, both uh, federal law, the Voting Rights Act, uh, and its intent at the federal level, uh, the local level and the state level, uh, or John Lewis Voting Rights Act, as, as well as uh, other requirements on the New, the New York State Constitution in that what they did with the two Suffolk County districts is they unnecessarily divided minority communities. And under the law, you're not supposed to do that in reapportionment. So I believe what is likely to happen is you will see that defect cured. And I believe if that happens, it probably will make the district that I will be running in stronger for a Democratic candidate. But no matter what, it's going to be a competitive race. Well, we shall certainly see how the Court of Appeals decides on the case. And I know either way, you're going to run a strong campaign. And Jim, thank you so much again for joining us from the lobby. And I'll transition to Joanna now to close out our program. Thank you, Alec and Jim, for some great insight on campaigns. And to you, Jim, for joining us and sharing your story and vision for the 1st Congressional District. You can stay updated on Jim's congressional campaign at jimgoran.com. That's Jim, G-A-U-G-H-R-A-N.com as well as on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And stay up on what's really happening in politics across New York and DC. Sign up for our Monday morning memo sent right to your inbox. Subscribe on our website at O'Donnellsolutions.com. That's O'Donnellsolutions.com. And for daily updates, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Threads, and Instagram at O'Donnell and Associates. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back from the lobby with Jack O'Donnell.